0: And thank you again, Rich Palladino, the voice of New England making us always sound so good. And I am probably sounding pretty good because I got a new microphone, new things on the horizon. We love new things. And yes, in case you were curious, I am the super producer. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. He is the future booking genius and the prince of pro wrestling podcasts. He is Justin. Juice Cannon. Boom. Boom, baby. Juice, I think we would be remiss to not talk about probably the biggest piece of wrestling news that's come out within the last week for us. And that is the injury to the new AEW world champion CM Punk, who is now going to be pulling a little bit of a UFC. Tony Khan's pulling a little bit of a UFC where they determine a interim heavyweight champion. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Um... It's just a strange situation.
1: And at first, I was curious why Moxley and not uh, Hangman facing the winner of the battle royal, But then it made sense how they did it because Hangman's challenging uh, whoever will be the IWGB GP champ, either J.Y. or Akata at the Forbidden Door. And Moxley has already, you know, kind of, we've already seen him in the New Japan world a lot, so they probably won't mix it up. I still would like to see Mox or Okada <laughs> or Mox versus White.
0: I, I completely agree. I think it's like, is Mox number one in the rankings? Is that like the 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 reasoning? He's up there in the rankings. Last time I checked, he was
1: three, but that was last week. So maybe he won the rankings now. All that he's really done is lose in an anarchy match. <laughs> so so I,
0: I don't know why that would. Where his teammates just started beating each other up at one point. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. And then, um, I was, I, I, but you know, I knew as soon as it was him versus Kyle O'Reilly that he was going to win, even though I was hoping for Kyle to win.
0: Listen, like, I know you like Kyle O'Reilly, and obviously Tony Khan loves black and gold NXT, but. Like give give it to Wheeler or give it to like Ricky Starks. Give it to a new person. Like I love Kyle O'Reilly too. Like definitely good. And he's definitely, AEW has portrayed him as something that he never really was. Maybe towards the tail end of his NXT career, but not like during the Undisputed Era era of NXT. But I'm still in the boat of like, you give a young, a young star who is kind of established, give him that main event feud with Mox, Obviously, they're not going to win because we all know at the end of the day, it's going to be Moxley and it's going to be uh, Tanahashi. Like that's that's going to be the match. And I don't know, like it, it just rubbed me the wrong way. Like seeing Kyle win. I don't know why it just rubbed me the wrong way, but it really did.
1: Did he win? I think he lost.
0: No, I mean, when the win the Casino Battle Royale. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's sorry. I, if I wasn't specific. Yes, I, I am specifically talking about the Casino Battle Royale. OK. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, I actually kind of did like it, but
1: I I thought, I mean, I'll I'll be honest. I didn't watch Dynamite. I kind of just know from recaps, recaps what happened. Was Wardlow even in the match?
0: No. So they actually gave jurisdiction why Wardlow wasn't in the match. And I thought it was a pretty good promo by Wardlow. So uh shivani was in the ring and was like oh please welcome my guest wardlow and during the whole battle royale they're like oh isn't it so weird that wardlow's not in this tony was like yep but i know why yep but i know why i'll let you guys know later in the show and then wardlow pretty much cut a promo like listen i am the number two ranked guy right now you know i i got my win I want CM Punk. I refuse to fight for this championship until CM Punk is a defending champion once again. But, and it, like I, it was like I said, it was a good promo, and it gives Wardlow and like the Mark Sterling story a little bit of like room to breathe because Wardlow is now in a one versus twenty uh, security guard match <laughs> as restitution <laughs> for for the security guards so (laughs) like I said I love silly wrestling so that's definitely silly but but yeah they did give reason why Wardlow wasn't in it and I think that that's okay because I like like we were talking about last week on the podcast Wardlow kind of really was the only opponent at the time for CM Punk to have next kind of made sense and I think it's a good story, too, because it really will build Wardlow up, probably coming into whatever championship match he has on a major win streak. Uh, or you can even give him, like, a major loss at that point, too, but he still can be, like, top two or three in the rankings and, you know, still have a claim to the title. But he also said he's going after the TNT title, too, because he said, quote, I'm going to establish a title that has been put down heavily. Uh, it makes sense. Wardlow browses Reddit and Twitter. That's all I know. <laughs> so go
1: back to Punkindry and whole title thing. Do you like how they did it? A it's just like Mox versus a bower Oil winner. Because I wish they did like a tournament, like on both sides, both in New Japan and AEW.
0: So I know we'll we'll get into talking about a tournament a little later in the podcast, but. I'm burnt out on AEW tournaments right now. I'm and never burnt
1: out on wrestling tournaments.
0: Give me But all. see, the thing about me is I fucking love Battle Royales. The Royal Rumble is my favorite match every single year, without a doubt. And it's been my favorite match literally ever since I started watching wrestling. And I just think a Battle Royale is a good way to establish somebody that like wouldn't normally get a singles victory or uh, even just like a pinfall victory or submission victory over somebody. I think it's a good way to establish somebody has the wherewithal to battle through the other, I think, what, there's 21 people in, a, in the Casino Battle Royale because of the four suits and the Joker. But I, I don't know. I, I personally think that it was okay. I think that it was a good on-the-fly decision. Because obviously there was a lot of scrambling, I'm sure, happened behind the scenes at AEW to make, like, okay, how are we going to bounce back and determine this interim champion? I still think it's weird that it just is randomly mocks. But, um, like I said, at the beginning, I wouldn't have picked Kyle O'Reilly. But I'm not upset at it being the Battle Royale. Because I also was upset there was no Casino Battle Royale at all. I thought that was sad. I mean, if
1: it wasn't a tournament, maybe they could have done, like, because... I did miss the battle royal from uh double or nothing. I was kind of shocked it wasn't there, but then they had like four billion matches having like a 10 hour pay-per-view. So like, you know, made sense. But uh it would have been cool if they did like four battle royals because it wouldn't have taken too much time. They could have got it before done before uh for Bendor, like two on New Japan and then the winners face of barrels face there decide who represents new japan and then the winners of the barrels and the AEW face decide who faces the new japan winners stuff like that i don't know that would have been a cool original way to do it too i just don't like handing a guy a title shot
0: <laughs> yeah i i agree it definitely seems kind of handy but at the same time i'm i'm kind of burnt out from AEW tournaments and I guess that can segue us into talking about the new championship that was announced on Dynamite as well, which I think is a really cool concept for a championship. So um, why don't you take us away and talk a little bit about it, Juice? Uh,
1: yeah, I only know a little bit about it, like an AW All-Atlantic championship. Uh, I'm not really f- fully sure about all the rules and like things that will go into this title, but it, it looks like it's going to be like a European championship kind of deal. Defend across multiple promotions, which is sick. And the way they're doing like a it's a tournament, but it's less traditional, kind of like similar to my idea of the battle royal less traditional one. It's it's four singles matchups. And then the winners of those four single matchups will face them a fatal four-way for the title at the red door. We already have one, uh, PAC. He uh he beat Buddy Murphy last night and he's in there. Very well deserved.
0: Great match, by the way. I, that match had me glued.
1: I've heard, I want to watch it. I definitely will watch it because uh, those are the two guys I love to watch. Uh, Duke it out there, both Murphy's his style is just a style I gravitate to in uh, wrestling, and a guy I always liked. And Pack is always entertaining, and a guy that definitely is very well deserving of this opportunity. And he's who I'm rooting for. Which is weird, because another the other qualifiers Ethan Page versus Miro. Two guys I like more than Pac. Like, Miro I love. I Me and you are both Miro fans. Uh, so, my sister's cat Bowie. Uh, he's a big Miro fan, too. And Ethan Page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Ethan Page, too. I'm a huge Ethan Page guy. And then, we don't know who the New Japan guy is be. And then, it's Malachi Black versus, um who was it? Benta. Penta. I hope Pac wins. To be honest, I mean, I don't know who the New Japan person is. If it's Ishi, then I might change my mind. But I think pack just deserves a title. Like, it's 200 mm-hmm. Like, he's been with AW since day one. It would really cu- cool to see him with a title like this. And the f- and if they can push him really big and push this title really big. And another guy who's deserving New Japan side is Ishi. Ishi's never had a world title run. He's like forty nine. Dude's one the, still one of the best out there. He does, hasn't lost a step, dude. It, dude delivers like Meltzer gives him over five stars like five times a year. <laughs> give him a give him a title, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that that would be really cool to see too from the New Japan side. I really can't think of too many other people besides him. I don't know, like the the AEW or they rather the New Japan faithful that I very. Like, I'm interested in guys like Okada, Tanahashi, Osprey, who is probably going to be on Forbidden Door in some form of a tag team match, it seems now, with um, the, what are they, the United Front? Was that what they were called?
1: United Empire.
0: Empire, United Empire. Okay. I, I'm not familiar with them. The, uh, everybody that wasn't Will Ospreay was very new to me um, seeing that.
1: but Yeah. Well, there's also Great and Jeff Cobb. So Jeff Cobb's in there, too.
0: Good to know. Good to know. I like Jeff Cobb, and yeah. So I think that Pack deserves it too. Like I completely agree with you. I think Miro's already had his TNT title run, and him returning and kind of getting into that scene as well with Wardlow. I think that that would be awesome to see them like duke over a, like a championship contender, some sort of deal with that. And yeah, I. I think Penta would be another one to cool to see win it just because I fucking love Penta too. I I love his style of luchador. And I think if PAC wins it though, it it really gives AEW. And I think actually one thing they were pushing a lot during the show too, was just how popular AEW is in the United Kingdom. And that it is quote, the number one wrestling program in all of the United Kingdom is said multiple times throughout the podcast or the uh, broadcast. So that leads me to believe that PAC has a really good chance at winning, especially I, I see it being like the gender WWE title run, you know, WWE just saw the money that was in there for their India crowd. And they were going to do some tours in India. So what better to have an Indian person being the champion? And as that isn't a bad thing. You know, like there's definitely nothing wrong with that. But like if AEW is pushing so much about, oh, like we're number one in the UK, like we are better than WWE. They did not have to say it, but obviously they meant it. Like why not give it a pack and have him just, even he could probably tour like indies in there. Indies that like he is a name, like maybe places that he's established himself at and gives these undercard guys, these guys that nobody's heard of coming out of Britain, coming out of Europe in general, and gives them like a spotlight and who knows maybe one of them steals it from them or somebody from new japan comes in and takes it from them, and then it just runs through new japan for a while maybe it just does a tour in japan and then it could go down to mexico come back in the united states whatever you know i i think that that's really unique for the title and especially since we've seen the impact title Within AEW and have an AEW star holding it, the Triple A title having a a title holder in it. Moxley um, had the US title from New Japan for a while um, in in some parts of AEW, so I think it's kind of AEW's way too of like giving back to all of them. Like, okay, here's our title that you guys can fight and defend for.
1: Makes sense, and you know, definitely all these companies helping on AEW, they do owe them a little bit. Who knows, maybe Tanahashi will actually win it. <laughs>
0: That's true. I think the four-way will be fun, though, especially if it's at least Pac, Miro, potentially Malakai or Pan- Like Either of them I'd be happy with seeing in there, but I, whoever it is from the fourth from New Japan, I'm sure we'd just make the match even better. Yeah, for sure.
1: That roster stacked. And if, it's, if it's Ishii or if it's uh, Naito or if it's whoever, um, I'm sure they'll light it up and make it a fun match. But, you know, it's, I'm rooting for back, go back. He deserves it. Completely agree.
0: From AEW and their new titles and their world title situation to something that you probably have a lot more opinions and knowledge on than I do. And uh, you had brought up to this week um, about talking about Mandy, Rose, Mandy Rose's title reign within NXT and when it should end and if they're going to be going to the main roster after that. I, I think if you put it on there, you've been thinking about it. So I'm just going to let you run with it.
1: I have. Because, I mean, I see it's something I see on Reddit or Twitter talked about a lot. People starting to get a little sick of um, the reign, thinking it should come to end soon. But it needs to be, it needs to come to an end by the right person. I don't think, as fun as Wendy Chu is, I don't think she was the right person. I thought Dakota Kai was, but they didn't want to do that. I don't think, as much as I love Kayla Ray, now Alba, Fire. I don't think she's the right person to end it either. Uh, who I think it is. I, I think they should, they're going, they're really focusing on the younger crop. These uh, really young, like under 25 talents that come to the NXT. That's more the NXT brand right now. And we just had Rock Roxy, formerly Roxy and Roxy and Perez win the breakout tournament, and that earns her a title shot in the future. I think they should pull the trigger and have her win the title. She's very talented, and I think the title will help her grow. I know a lot of people say, oh, she, they need room to grow for a winning the title. I'm like, it's NXT, and I think with NXT 2.0, it's more developmental than it's ever been, so I don't think it really will hurt the title be someone who needs to go on the mic but even then like she's she's experienced i i think she's like i'm not saying braun breakers not deserving title but i think she's more deserving than braun breakers Uh, just because more experience more experience in that realm holding title and being a front person of a brand and braun breakers doing a great job so i don't see why she wouldn't do a great job so i think they should pull the trigger soon and if Mandy Rose loses, you need to take, if she loses, I think it's time to bring her back to Raw or SmackDown. Because I think they need a fresh face there and a fresh storyline. But I don't think you should bring her back to Raw. I think you should bring the rest of Toxic Faction too. I think they are really entertaining acts, and I think it'd work. I know NXT is a little more mature than Raw or SmackDown like nfc 2.0 has been a little more mature and toxic traction is a part of that but i still think toxic traction will work on like raw or smackdown doesn't matter i think i'd probably prefer them on raw give them more on the three hour show and i think bianca belair versus Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction would actually be a pretty interesting feud. I think that would surprise people. it surprised me too. And I, I just said it would be good. <laughs> I still think it would be better than I think. And yeah, also I, I think Gigi and J, J, C, Jane are ready. I know a lot of people don't fit there, but I think they're pretty entertaining. They do pretty good storytelling and pretty solid in the ring. Plus their, their roles and their roles that they get called up since the women's titles are, aren't really a thing because the Banks and Naomi situation. They decide to cancel that tournament. they just be Mandy Rose's thugs. So you don't need to be, like, stars. You just need to be thugs, <laughs> right? So I, I think they knocked that role out of the park. And I think, I think all three of them are ready to go, be, go, go, go the big time. I mean, Mandy Rose already has been big time. But she's ready to go back. I think she really reinvigorated her image and her career right here. And she's looked better in the ring than she ever has. Like, I, I think she's at the top of the game right now. She's ready to be a real threat and be what Vince always thought she could have been. Because I know Vince is always a fan. And, yeah, I think it's time to pull the trigger with Mandy Rose and maybe finally get something going with her in the Raw on SmackDown. And finally... Really commit to these new, new bucks in NXT by giving Perez the the run.
0: I like all of that. I I think you brought up a really good point about Roxanne to Roxy, whatever you want to call her. Um, you know, being a former Ring of Honor women's champion, it, like that's enough pedigree in itself to you know be comfortable with somebody growing as a champion. I mean, I feel like Braun Breaker's even done that, like in front of our eyes, like growing as a champion. You know, I how, didn't he have like a ridiculously, not ridiculous, I shouldn't say ridiculous. Didn't he have like a very low time between starting wrestling and winning a championship? Was it like five months or something like that, they said? Yeah,
1: it wasn't very long. And I guess he really took quickly to his training, which was very good for them since other people were, that they put a lot of stock in, just weren't progressing.
0: Right. Yeah and I I think I agree with you there actually cuz I like you said I I as somebody who doesn't really follow NXT weekly could not tell you any other women in NXT that I think like are prominent enough drawing enough that would make me want to be like okay I'm interested in the women's title scene here but bringing toxic attraction to the main roster is definitely something that needs to happen sooner rather than later I think I agree with you Raw is definitely a good place for them I think that Bianca is going to run out of people eventually because you can only do Becky and Asuka so many times.
1: Becky which... and Bianca so many times. Too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you can only do it so many times. And even with them, you get the possibility of on weekly TV, the goons can have a match. And that also puts them in the ring with these well-seasoned veterans who are you know, all ring generals in their own sense, you know, being Bianca, Becky, and Asuka if, as, as like the main three. I think that if anybody's concerned about their in-ring ability, I think, you know, promo and getting the crowd hot-wise, I think they're perfectly fine with that. And I think looks looks help, but looks help in the sense of it will keep people engaged and wanting to see it because they are so good at what they do in this art of professional wrestling, like the art of professional wrestling, they do so well, and they just have the look to back it up. And I feel like WWE needs a little bit more edge to it. Like I feel like AEW is doing that really well. I mean, granted, they dropped the S word like three times a broadcast, and MJF dropped the casual F bomb last week or the week before. So, like, <laughs> I'm not saying that like the world of professional wrestling is getting a little grittier again. But like, I don't know, like, I like that they're acknowledging that Riddle is a weed bro. And like, you know, obviously with the straight profits, they come out with red solo cups and anybody who's gone to college or been to a party at, at that point too knows what the red solo cup represents. Yeah, I, I think it could work. I think that they should go, if they're going to go, they go to RAW. Um, but the only thing I guess I'll ask you is if Roxanne wins the women's championship, what happens to that scene if toxic attraction leaves?
1: So I think once, once Nikita comes back from injury, I would say just turn her heel. I feel like, I feel like I'm not positive if Roxy would have, um, I, it would have been Nikita versus Roxy, I'm sure. And I, I think Nikita probably will have won which I wouldn't have dig- agreed with. But, um, you know, they're really high on Nikita. Uh, the fans are really high on her because um, the NXT fans are very... Uh, yeah, the, the NXT fans are very the same as the look you're giving me with the eyebrow raise. <laughs> they're, uh, let's say, a little, a little horny. That's <laughs> probably why so many of them love toxic attractions. So they
0: well. need a bunk. Yeah. Bonk but
1: uh, Nikita is a, gr- a great act. She, she has a moveset that uh, is very unique and the most unique finisher I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but I, I think, yeah, I, I think that'd be a good way to establish both Roxy and Nikita, but have Roxy win. And then if you need to do, you you'll probably need to do something before Nikita comes back with Roxy. And there's there's Lash Legend try to establish her as a top heel. I'm not a big fan, but you know, she is definitely the cocky heel, and I think it would work very easy with the Roxy character. That's a that's a rival we've seen time and time again. That would be a good filler one for Nikita to come back, uh, and then then you, or you can even have Roxy be an established pro because Alba Fire and Io are there, and Io's hurt, but um, you know, I don't know how long she's hurt. She's out. And then Alba Fire, she's face, but like Kaylee is a, she's like the mox of the women's division. She's really anti hero. Like she's really, she's not, she's a tweener. So she can do whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> and she, I think they, that would be a banger of a match because Alba, I, I just can't call It's like Walter and G- Guther. I can't do it. <laughs> it's not even a bad name. I just want to keep calling her Kaylee Ray. <laughs> But she's one of my favorites. So that would be a banger feud and then, but and then I think that would be a good way to send her off to the main roster because I think that's long overdue. <laughs> and I think the main roster woman's division needs needs a little spice and I think she she'd do good. Like I, I I'm kind of confused why they n- nothing against dewdrop piper Niven, but I think Kaylee should have went there first and not. Niven, it should have been reversed. I think Nevin should have been the one in NXT, being like a top contender in the NXT women's division, and then Kaylee Ray being the one in Raw and on the main roster, getting you know, getting these opportunities and stuff like that. But I digress.
0: I mean, I agree with you. I, I think that that it is weird. Like I, I, and same thing with Dewdrop. Like I don't want to call her Dewdrop. Like no offense, I'm still not a fan of that name. <laughs> Just so goofy. That I- it's goofy, yeah. Like it's just goofy, and she is an ass kicker. Like, watch any of her stuff pre WWE. Like, she's an absolute ass kicker.
1: Or even during and. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. During like the her early days in WWE. Yeah, Exactly. Like, I-, I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. Some things in WWE. Some things in Vince McMahon's mind. I just simply and I, I think I can speak for many wrestling fans. Just simply cannot understand. Yeah. Can you really
1: uh, ration dewdrop and Shorty gene out there? Gunther. Oh, my God. Ludwig Kaiser. Dude, Fabian Ackner has a new, new name, too. It's Giovanni Vinci. That's,
0: that's bad, WWE. That's bad. How do you fuck up a cool name like that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're thinking,
1: dude. They're like, oh, he's not with uh, Walter anymore. I mean, Guter. So, like, let's just make him full Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Ducey, like, sounds like a designer bag name, but I
0: think that's the point. <laughs> All right. Well, as we are coming to the end of the episode today, we are bringing back a segment that we have not done in quite a while, and that is Push, Job, Release, PJR where we are determining out of three wrestlers who we are going to push inside of our fictitious company, who is going to be jobbed. And in, in our world, jobbing means just not a world title contender, somebody who would be fighting for a mid card or kind of the gatekeeper to the upper card role and who we would release. And again, no offense to this person that gets released. It is just more of a you don't fit in the company, but you're going to prosper elsewhere. And Juice, this week, I brought up three big meaty men. I actually changed one on the fly per our last conversation. I don't know if you noticed that quick change or not. (laughs) And I think that makes it a lot harder, personally. And this week, we're going to be talking about three of Two of the best big men in the world right now, and one of the former best big men from the Attitude era, and that is going to be Wardlow, Walter, and Batista. Do you want to start, or do you want me to?
1: I'll start. I I got an idea already. So um, even though the person changes, the spots don't really change. I'm going to push Walter, because I was going to push Kate. Uh, you know my love of Walter, dude. That guy's a megastar. Give him all the belts. Uh, that guy, that guy, that's someone that can lead a company and be a top heel just forever, and no one will ever get sick of him. Job? I think I'd, I think I'd job Wardlow. I know that's a shocker saying you will release a star like Batista, but actually not. <sighs> I mean, I like Wardlow more than Batista, but I'll job Batista, because Batista is too big of an asset to release and give to another company. I mean, Wardlow will thrive in another company, and you don't have to worry about it, but if Batista goes to another company, that's a huge megastar, especially with the kids that you're just giving away, and that's not an asset that you can really lose. Even Is he my least favorite of the three? Yeah, but I remember when I was a kid, Batista was Probably one of the guys that got me into wrestling. That was Mike, like one of my first action figures. That was like that was my guy. And as I got whole older, I I was like <laughs> Batista's not the best like talker, or the most technical, efficient guy. But I still like Batista, and Batista will always gravitate a large audience. So that's not a guy you can release. So yeah, I'm gonna job him and uh sadly release Warlow.
0: Yeah. I completely agree with your sentiments though. Like I said before on the podcast, Batista versus the undertaker is one of the first feuds I ever remember being super into as a kid, watching wrestling for the first time. Me Same too. thing with you. Batista, Batista was one of my first action figures. I think I've told the story before when I went to a live event, I brought a sign for Batista and it said, unleash the animal. And the M was like a claw mark. And it was like three slashes. And uh, he pointed at me when he was like, you know, like selling to the crowd, or like when he came into his entrance and was doing like the the machine gun on the ropes and shit like that, you know he pointed at me after I made me feel pretty good. I'll never forget that, so I would that it just is so tough because then there's guys that were talking about Waltzer, who is legitimately a once in a generation talent, like you said, and Wardlow, who I think out of the three does not have the most claim to their name, but that's simply just because Wardlow is just so new still to wrestling in the sense of he's really only been on AEW. Well, he's been on AEW TV since the beginning. We really shouldn't say he's new, but he's new in the sense of now he's his own man. And uh, I like his entrance music, by the way. Like I I, I thought I was like, I hope that I do like it. Cause I was like, hopefully they can really capture like the Wardlow character and like what he's all about now. Made It seem like a big deal, which I was pretty happy about. It's definitely like twenty percent of the sell of a wrestler is their entrance. So, see our boy Matty meets for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that still doesn't mean anything, I guess, because he's he's while he's being established as a good guy and he has won a TNT title before, which I completely forgot about until he cut his promo the other day. By the way, did you did you remember his his TNT title run? He didn't have a TNT title run. He had the, the title match, right? I thought. On dynamite, I thought he said that he had the title. Maybe he I, said that he was close to the title. Yeah, I think he meant close because he won the face of
1: the revolution match. Yeah, like, okay, and...
0: maybe I okay, I just miss, I just misinterpreted him then, but mm-hmm. yeah, okay, but yeah, he was talking about like when he was talking about going after the TNT title, I, I thought he said something I've had once before, so like I don't know if that just meant like he held it at one point and was just like, I could own this one day. Or whatever, but he meant like he had the match because
1: he had the match one the MGF MJF and MGF things.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that that really threw me for a loop because I was like, did Wardlow win the TNT title? And I just forgot. Like, but yeah, like so again, still very new and still somebody who I think has a lot to offer, but I still think he's gonna get my release. Uh, and that's nothing against Wardlow. I think it's just simply that the people were putting him against, especially Batista in his prime, and War and Walter as Walter, like NXT UK Walter, is probably who I was specifically looking at. I don't know. Like it, it's it's unfortunately not comparable because Wardlow's biggest moments are all like like the cage match with Cody, and then the MJF feud, and then outside of that, I don't know. Not not really too, too much. I know there's so much more on the horizon and I'm absolutely a Wardlow, Mark. So Wardlow, if you ever listen to this, don't eat me. But, <laughs> but I do truly love you and I do truly think that you are a, a great talent within AEW and I hope that they never let you go. And if they do, I hope that another company treats you well because that's what's going to happen in my fictitious company right now. I, I think I'm going to be copying you though. I think... Walter is going to get my push again. Once in a generation talent can go in the ring and talk on the mic. He doesn't have to say much on the mic too. That's the best part about him is he just chops the shit out of you and just belittles you and just makes you wish you were anywhere else in the world. I mean, he's the ring general. Like who else like can personify being the ring general than Walter? I don't think anybody. I really honestly don't think anybody. And then that leaves Batista to be my job. I think Batista like you know like like seven eight-ish Batista like definitely deserved to be in the main card but if he was built in like a strong intercontinental title feud and like had good dance partners good big name dance partners around him, I feel like that would have been a really good spot for him too.
1: I agree. Like even job, our definition of job just means you're not getting past the mid card scene, and um, you definitely be having a guy like Matisse to run your mid card would definitely uh, not be a bad thing at all. And um, yeah, and be definitely validate the intercontinental title again, because so that's a title that hasn't had a pay per view title defense since WrestleMania thirty seven.
0: Ridiculous, <laughs> by the way, absolutely ridiculous. Who is the intercontinental champion right now, Shinsuke?
1: <laughs> no, it's um, it's Ricochet. Guess, guess you,
0: you could have given me three guesses, and I would have never guessed it.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking he's losing this this week, though, or at least he's gonna start a feud that is gonna turn to his downfall. Because guess who he's uh, wrestling for the title uh, tomorrow night?
0: We just talked about him. Oh yeah, it is Walter. Yeah, or Gunther. Walter! It is good there. I didn't know that actually. Damn, I might tune into that then.
1: Yeah, that, that should have been on Hell in a song.
0: Yeah, like it was a short pay per view too, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it, it, they haven't been that long. Like, it's not AW running five hour pay per views.
0: I than don't two. know. Don't don't call them a pre, Don't call pay per juice. They are premium live events. How dare you <laughs> say <laughs> the evil words? Yeah, it's a short premium live event. Get what you pay for, I guess. Yeah, but you know, they could have they could have added a
1: twelve minute match.
0: Not even that just needs to be like a six minute match. Rico does some flippy shit to start. He gets Walter off balance, or Gunther off balance, and then the goons get involved, and then Gunther just takes over. That's the match.
1: I guess I'd I'd like to see him like at least have a match because that could be a fucking good one. That could be a banger.
0: Yeah, if they let like if they just let them go out and, and, and show themselves, because Ricochet is a good talent. Like, as much as he just hasn't done much within WWE, he is still a good wrestler and nobody can deny that.
1: Yeah, and he has shown out multiple times. And uh you,
0: like I said, you don't have to give him that much time.
1: It's like nine to twelve minutes making freaking skill a show.
0: But yeah, I think I'm also gonna go the Walter Batista Wartlow route for push job release.
1: Yeah, great minds think alike <laughs> in uh, PJR.
0: I will say, though, if it was Kane, because Kane was originally in there besides Walter slash Gunther, it probably would have gone Batista Wardlow Kane. But then after having my argument about Wardlow not proving much, and then Kane also being, like, a legit, like, when he came on the scene was like, holy fucking shit, who the fuck is this guy?
1: When I think of monster wrestlers, I think of Kane. Like
0: that's true. Like nineteen ninety seven and ninety nine Kane. Ooh, baby.
1: Yeah, like that too gave me nightmares when I was a kid.
0: That was a scary dude.
1: <laughs> and that we didn't even get the. I didn't even get the like nineties version the mask.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. I got the Kane that returned as the Big Red Machine, like no mask and one blue eye.
1: Yeah. And that guy was
0: scary. So that was yeah, he was just off putting. Yeah, so maybe you know, maybe I would have. I think I still would have put Batista as a push. Maybe I would have jobbed Kane at that point, though. I would I would have pushed Yeah, I think just the child in me is like Batista number one, Batista number one. <laughs> that dude held so many championships in my action figure federation. Yeah. Him and Jeff, him and Jeff Hardy. They were always the two. <laughs>
1: I think the child and me also said, Batista number one, and then Kane busts in my head and says, "No," <laughs> makes, then makes the kid back, getting me back down.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Grabs you by the throat, just yep, yeah. you to the just ground. Me. Shut the fuck up, kid.
1: Yeah, and then looks at adult current means like Do you have the same sentiments. I'm like, no, sir. Let <laughs> me live.
0: If you want to tell us your opinion on our push drive release and if you want to include Kane in that for yourself, you're more than welcome to. You should let us know on social media. And Juice, where can the people find us?
1: On the Twitter is uh, capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, lowercase O, lowercase D. Instagram, T, O, T, C, underscore, P, -O 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 O be all lowercase and that is our social medias follow us tag us and stuff comment do all the things
0: all the things all the small things do 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 yeah and as we come crashing down to the map On this episode of Top of the Cage, we want to thank you all so much for tuning in. And again, if you listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please make sure to give us that five-star review. Because if you, specifically you, that person not giving us the five-star review, do not give us that five-star review, you will not get five-star content. And that is just a fact. Fact. So again... Thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you next time.